0: the limelight. Yes, this is the second time today. I'm so excited to be back live, having the time to spend, uh, to bring some really extraordinary entrepreneurs that are changing the world. And today we're going to be talking about women's health. And that is something that I know all women love to hear more about as new technologies come out and uh, new resources as well. So before I get to that, I do want to remind you that you're going to be able to listen to this podcast pretty much everywhere from Apple to Amazon, straight across. So we put this ticker down there so you can kind of take a look at all the different uh, platforms that you'll be able to hear the interview on. Uh, we are on, uh, also on uh, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Google Play, Motion, Roku, just a whole bunch of uh, different smart TV apps. So you're going to be able to follow us there. And I do like to give a shout out to my friends at my news desk. My news desk is uh, the place that I'm putting out news releases and press releases all the time. So we do thank my news desk for for their support. All right. With that having been said, uh, as I said before, we're going to be talking to Mamogen's CEO and we're going to bring her on. Her name is Elizabeth Cormier May. I hope I've said that right. I said it you, you, you
1: did just
0: like you're <laughs> French. <laughs> just like I was French, although I'm not. Did live in Europe for 30 years, so something I learned along the way. Liz, so great to have you here as CEO of Mammogen. I know that you are doing and bringing to the fore some amazing technology that is helping in the detection mostly of women's health. I I believe that's all body, but mostly I think we're talking about reproductive. We're talking about breast as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I want you to take a deeper dive in that and give us an idea not only what you do, but where are we in the grand scheme of things as to how women can be taking care of themselves, taking better care of themselves and what you do to help them.
1: All right. Well, that's a that's a loaded question, Sarisa. Get up and leave. I'll be back in about fifteen minutes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so Mamogen, you are correct, is a women's healthcare company. Our flagship program, and that just means the first program we're bringing to market, is an early detection breast cancer. Everything we do at Mamogen is within the liquid biopsy space. So that means we detect disease from biofluids specifically blood and saliva. Mm-hmm. So imagine being able to figure out whether or not you have breast cancer from a simple blood draw or a saliva test. That's exactly yeah. what we're creating. I mean, wow. and 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 here it's it's really it's paradigm shifting. And and here's the thing not only are we detecting it, but we're detecting it quite early. So stage zero, DCIS, stage one. And this is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah, this is really important because we know we have the best outcomes when we can diagnose a disease early. But especially in women's health, especially something as important as breast health. I mean, you know, Clarissa, as moms and wives and businessmen, business women and entrepreneurs, we tend to put ourselves last. And convenience often trumps what we should be doing um, for to take the best care of ourselves. And I uh you know, I'm the perfect example. I spend all my days talking about how to keep women healthy, and I'm the worst patient in the whole world. And (laughs) I know, I know. And and I'm telling you, I I, there's something very special about mammogen in this regard, because um, on my 40th birthday, which was last November, I went for my mammogram, not my first I've I've had, um, um, personal experiences with breast health, which is a big part of the reason why I am CEO of Mammogen. Um, But I went on my birthday for my mammogram and I made a promise to myself, my husband and my kids that I would always make sure I am diligent about that. But imagine how easy it would be um, if imaging wasn't the only way if we had tests to complement imaging, tests like what mammogen is bringing to market. So we know you have to go for your mammogram, you have to go for your MRI. You are extremely high risk or I mean, really what we're, these tests are doing is telling you, yes, you you have breast cancer. now go take care of yourself, go get all your imaging, let the doctors figure out where it is, what kind it is. Yeah. Um, and, and then we have a secondary test on the back end for women who, go through all of these imaging workups and they say, we're still just not certain uh, based on the imaging, we're going to send you to biopsy. Well, we know that over 80% of those women come out with a negative biopsy. So this test is meant to send the right women to biopsy. So we kind of, we we touch on both ends of the spectrum and it's really all comes back to making self-care and health central, easy, affordable, and a part of our daily lives. And
0: until that happens, if that eradicates, if it eradicates uh, biopsies altogether, but
1: not No, what we're doing is complementary. So, I mean, you, you never want to come out to market with a test that tells physicians everything they've been doing for the last, you know, 50 years, isn't good enough. Um, Mammograms still play a very important role. Imaging will always play a very important role. Um, but they're innovating in and around the, the workflows that already exist is really important. We're, we're just trying to catch more patients earlier, send the right patient to the right intervention at the right time.
0: Right. So you're talking about breast up until now. Are we,
1: mm-hmm. have you ventured into reproductive? We have not yet, um, but I will tell you uh, as we expand, uh, indications like endometriosis is very high on our list. Yeah, I and wait. I, uh, <laughs> Clarissa, too. oh, me, yeah. me too. That I, off the list. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, and, and endometriosis is one of those um, disease states that often goes 10 years before it's diagnosed. I know I, I lived with it all throughout my twenties and my thirties ended up having a pretty much an emergency hysterectomy because of complications with it. Um, and you, and as women often we're told, uh, Oh, are you sure you're not just depressed? Are you sure it's not in your head? Are you sure? You know, until it gets to the point where our, our, we're physically bleeding or in such pain that we can't move or can't be intimate with our partners. And that's when doctors finally start to say, "Oh man, she won't stop bleeding. I guess it's not just all in her head. Right. Let me give you an
0: experience of just a quick sidebar of me 50 years ago. So a 13 year old kid and I'm, you know, I'm in Mm -hmm. dire. Dire pain, mm-hmm. so I go mm-hmm. into the gynecologist and I get what's called emphrine, which was a narcotic mm-hmm. at the time, and it was emphrine mm-hmm. one, Empirin two, emphrine three, emphrine four, which then apparently became Motrin. When I was yep. a kid, if I didn't take four Motrin or three mm-hmm. of these Empirin, the second I felt something come on, and it was mm-hmm. irregular, so I didn't always have medication. With right, me. there was no stop. there was no stopping yep. it, and I'm right. I, my mother would have to get me from the nurse's office every month. And yep. she would be able to also detect. She'd look at me and say, you are white as a sheet. You're getting your period. So my mother always yes. knew you know, yeah. when that was happening. Yes, it wasn't always, you know, I didn't always have the medication. And, and it was like the American Express card when they said, never leave home without it. That's I learned, right. I learned never to leave home without that medication because I would have been yeah. absolutely, I mean, just decimated from the pain. Yeah. So yeah. I and a quick sidebar, if, if I, if why we're on the, the subject and over these 50 years, did they ever figure out what it's actually caused by or due to
1: endometriosis? So the, the underlying, you know, is there a mutation that leads to it? Is there something particular in our genetics? Um, no. There's some early data that suggests potentially there are genetic links. Um, but But truthfully, this is like many diseases. It's a disease of treating symptoms rather than the underlying cause. And yeah. and that's a that's a big part of um, what differentiates mammagen is that we're actually trying to figure out what's going on in your gene expression profiles in your yeah. RNA. RNA now is something the world is very familiar with yeah. um, and and based on those expression profiles to give you information. Um, right. And we're focusing that superpower in areas where we don't have good ability to diagnose disease easily. Um, and so, early detection breast cancer, especially for women who aren't eligible for yearly mammograms, like women under 40, like women 55 and older. This is 96 million women in the United States right now who don't have access to yearly mammograms. That's a problem. Um, So let's innovate around that problem. Hence what's going to be called the Gen True Breast Program is coming out of Mammogen. Second to that, we don't have a good diagnosis for endometriosis. It's decades of complaining and symptoms and pain and uh, uncomfortable conversations. And, and still there's not an easy test a woman can take to say at 15, yes you have endometriosis let's start talking about interventions now when you're a young woman so that you can lead a healthy life a healthy sexual life intimacy with your partner later when you start to think about family planning right this all of these things are super important to know as early as possible so we can start to become the best version of of ourselves rather than in constant pain or fear
0: what a concept liz what a concept Talk right. to me, talk to me about mam, uh, Mama Gen Marketplace.
1: Oh, Mama Jen Marketplace is something I am oh, wow. very excited hey, look
0: about. she just lit up. She just lit up. Hold <laughs> on. I think I got her happy place. Okay. Hey,
1: okay. It, I'll ask the question it, again. Hey, Liz, talk to us <laughs> about Mama Jen Marketplace. <laughs> hey. Um, So I have to tell you, Mama Jen Marketplace was born out of, and I'll tell you what it is, but it was born out of a complete frustration point for me. So I've been in the diagnostics industry for almost 20 years. I started as a chemist. I moved over to the commercial side and I've never understood why building a diagnostic company, creating diagnostic products has always been such an inefficient, painfully traditional process. Why can't, we as diagnostic companies bring in forms of revenue that aren't linked to our product. Why do we have to wait till we have a clinical product to start funding our own our research and development rather than keep going to investors and taking more money and that takes time and bandwidth and energy? There's gotta be a better way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that's really the birth of Mamagen Marketplace. That combined with a complete lack of, Um, places for breast cancer, um, previvors, survivors, thrivers, and loved ones to come to get answers. Okay, so I'm going to start with what Mamagen Marketplace is today, and then what we're going to be um, when we're done, if that is ever a thing, right? So Mamagen Marketplace is starting as a place where people can go to get Mamagen logoed gear, mostly geared towards comfort, self-care, our hallmark product is what we're calling the pink robe killer. Yeah, and for cute. any woman who has ever gone for a mammogram, you know, <laughs> there it is. It's Not the best iteration. It's not a color copy, but just to get That's everybody. Okay. Out of <laughs> Imagine it pink. <laughs> really cute. Um, you know, when you go for your mammogram, they stick you in that comfortable tiny little room with a pink paper robe, you get on gown, you put on this, this, cold and scratchy itchy, pink robe itchy, 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 itchy. itchy it feels like the old um paper towels in school bathrooms right that's what we yeah. put on to go get our mammograms no, no more. no more now we're all gonna right, go and right. get the pink robe killer a really comfy cozy zip up um that we can wear to our mammograms and hopefully that reminds us every time we put it on hey did i make my yearly mammogram appointment Tell all your friends as they're turning 40, make your mammogram appointment. Buy a right. looking growth killer. It's it's about creating awareness, um, daily awareness and conversations around taking care of ourselves. Um, and it's it's starting there. What we hope to do is take the funding or the revenue that comes in from Mammogen Marketplace, refunnel it into our R&D process so we can accelerate you know, portfolio expansion and new products and new indications, but also use it to bridge the gap between science and community and make no mistake. There's an enormous gap between science and community. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, for it. Yeah, and, and be able to start to give, to create non-clinical products <laughs> for our patients so that their continuum of care is comprehensive right now. I mean, I, I spent, Gosh, I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of hours talking to people in the breast cancer community, patients, loved ones, physicians, um, but mostly patients, and talking to them about what that, what it feels like. And the overwhelming response is, the day I got diagnosed wasn't the scariest. The scariest day was when I was cured, and I graduated from my care treatment team, and I was on my own, and I was expected to just go back to being the old version of me. But I'm not the old version of me. I don't have my breasts, I've been through chemo, I've been through radiation, I have chronic lymphedema, I have supplements I take every month to try to solve all of these things that I didn't know was gonna happen to my body. Um, And so when I say bridge science and community, this is what I mean, to be able to create funds that we can deploy into our communities to help with the continuum of care because you're never cured. You're never a survivor. We want you to thrive in this new part of your life. Um, and it's getting cool. rid of the cancer doesn't mean you thrive. It just means you got rid of the cancer. That's, so how, how do we help you thrive in the in the new version of you? And that's yeah. what Mammogen Marketplace is all about. So starting with merch and gear, but hopefully we're building what will be a portal, a virtual place for all different types of tools for right. breast cancer patients, previvors, thrivers, survivors, loved ones, spouses, children, to get everything from information to products.
0: Wow. Liz, that's extraordinary. That's truly extraordinary. All right. One, uh, one other question for you. And that is you are also leading another company and it is called Dragonfly Data Ventures. Liz, I, oh, I when, am. Do you sleep, Liz? when do you sleep? When you do know, you sleep?
1: Not often, <laughs> not, not often, but that's okay. We can sleep once we make an impactful difference there in you, the world. Okay, I got it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Drag- Dragonfly Data Ventures is um, a company I started a couple years with a wonderful co-founder um, and it is all about democratizing data. Um, right now, we as people create hundreds of data streams a day. Um, and what Dragonfly is doing is creating a, a it's an app that lives on your phone where you can securely store all of your health, wellness, and fitness data into one place and it's put into a really gamified, fun ecosystem where you can learn about yourself, compare yourself to other people most like you based on their data. And really, it's empowering two things. Um, The ability to own your own data for the first time and know when it's being used, how it's being used, know your impact, feel your impact, understand it, use it for self-learning. But also, um, anytime and with permission only, when your data is anonymously and completely securely in a non we never copy your data. We create these things called predictive models that are new versions of you based on all your data threads. If you tell us it's okay, we will license those predictive models um, to research companies, to diagnostic companies, uh, for and and then we'll share the revenue with you because data has become an asset. And you tell me, Clarissa, how many of your assets do you let other people use without your knowledge and sell yeah. and never share the revenue yeah. with you? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know about you, but I don't let anybody do that. And yeah, data should be no different. We yeah, yeah, are, as consumers and patients and people, we are enormous data generators. We should have an ownership stake in that asset we're creating. And more importantly, we should have tools to be able to put it all together and be able to garner new insights that actually move medicine and health and fitness and wellness along. Absolutely. Um,
0: well, I think I've got a last question for you. And that is, um, first of all, did I not ask you uh, something you'd like to talk to about, talk about?
1: Oh gosh, no. I mean, these are my two favorite topics. (laughs) Okay.
0: Awesome. That's great.
1: Um, I I guess I don't know why uh, this is coming to me and I
0: don't know if this has anything to do with our conversation at all, but you know how there are dogs that kind of can sniff out cancer, right? Yes. How far do you think we are from having an
1: app that can detect illness within the body? An actual app? Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, we're probably not as far off as many people would think. Wow. But but I will tell you that until ecosystems start bringing in data and self-reported information into one place like what we're trying to do with Dragonfly, until the silos start to come down and it becomes a democratized ecosystem of information, yeah. Um It's we're going to be hard-pressed to do something like that, to diagnose a disease based on an app. Um, But we are getting there. We're integrating biometric information. Um, We are being able to collect data streams from, they're fragmented, but tons of data streams from different parts of our lives and our behaviors. And that's step one. Now bringing it all together in a meaningful way and being able to access and mine and learn from that data, that's that's the next step. Um, And that's what you know, many of us are, are trying to get to. Um, but I do believe there there will be a day um, when a device does that for us.
0: Yeah. So we'd be able to have early detection straight across the board and straight across the body. That would be pretty that, extraordinary. That,
1: that is the goal, my dear. That, that is, is the, the goal. goal. And is I intend t- to get there.
0: I'm sure you do. If you just <laughs> sleep a little less... Maybe we yeah. get there quicker, Liz. That's
1: right. I know. I know. I'm a total slacker. Wow.
0: Wow. Um, how do gals learn more about MammaGen? Or is it something that you can talk to you directly, your company, customer service, mm-hmm. their gynecologist? Where do we find out more about Gen?
1: The best place to go is our website, bio. Um, You can get in touch with me through that. I, Let's... I really do take, um, I try very hard to get back to every single inquiry that comes through, uh, Mama Gen. We will be press releasing some Mamagen marketplace information. My email is Liz at I, V as in Victor, B as in boy, H is in house, dot Studio. I will respond. It might not be that day, but I promise yeah. I will always respond to you. Um, cool. and, and yes, follow our journey, uh, follow our journey on LinkedIn. Follow us on our website. Certainly come and visit us at Mamo Gen Marketplace, um, and I will do my absolute best to, to make sure we get as much information out about us as oh, possible. Oh, that's really
0: great. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you're even on vacation, Liz, and you took the time to be with us today, so I want to thank you for I- that. On I, am. A
1: I am somewhere. I'm so jealous. I, I am. I'm hiding in the tiny little bedroom in our rental house. So my kids aren't running through, but so I think
0: if anyone deserves a bit of a vacation right now, it's you. So there you go. Oh, you I
1: appreciate that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Liz, uh, for being on the show. And, uh, and I hope that we're going to be having some, some more chats in the near future. Be well. I hope so too, Corsa you as
1: well. Thank thanks. you. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the In the Limelight podcast, intelligent media for the savvy entrepreneur. You can listen to this and all of my podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, and Inspired News Radio. You'll find all of my videos and the In the Limelight digital magazine on ClarissaBert.com. And don't forget to connect with me on social pretty much anywhere. Stay well until we meet again. In the Limelight.